Hi guys, this is uh, Katie Tkachenko here with a new podcast. (laughs) This is my very first podcast. I want to introduce you guys all to it. I'm just going to be discussing some things from the reading that I have read, that I've related to, that I'm kind of pondering. And so this podcast is going to be more just me thinking out loud. So bear with me. This is my first podcast ever. So (laughs) it definitely won't be my best, but hopefully I can um, learn and gain and just be able to express myself in a more podcast, more verbal than just writing things down. I find that I learn best when I talk to myself out loud and hopefully in the future we can get some of my peers on here and we'll be able to discuss that way it's not just me talking but a multiple multitude. So from some of the reading that we're doing today I want to talk about last um, we discussed grading where we kind of did a self-introduction where we kind of just discussed grading in our in our relation in our personal relation I want to elaborate on my first like introductory letter I was definitely not one of those students who was like a super good um, an A student absolutely not I definitely had a lot of things going on in my own personal life where you know, it, it was a lot overwhelming and definitely not a good test taker. So there's definitely certain aspects to grading that I um, disagree with. And then some I don't have enough knowledge in or statistics in to be able to kind of what is the best form of grading. But I kind of want to take something from Richard Miller, Confronting Inequality Assessment for Equality and some of the reading that we had to do this week. And I think just it was a really brief little article that he talked about just about the grading system and how and how teachers. So from my own personal experience, I'm talking first from my own personal experience, I always had to um, I always felt especially this is for my undergrad. I always remember writing my papers based on what I knew the teacher wanted from me or what the teacher expected from me. So I would, I clearly remember picking topics, picking, you know, picking different things that I knew the teacher that was interested in and that I hoped I would get a better grade on it based on their own personal bias. So, and also I just remember, especially in high school, I mean, I graduated over 10 years ago, so it was a bit different back then. But it was definitely the teacher was it was just like writing, turning it in, writing, turning it in. And it's a little bit different nowadays where students have more options, just like this podcast. We could do podcasts, we could do videos, we can do slideshows. We can still do that writing format that will fit some students, but not all. And so I find that I actually really I extremely enjoy that. The idea that you that kids can use whatever their strength is in order to in order to finish the assignment to the best of their abilities, just like Miller towards the end that he brought up those five points that he was talking about. And just like the lot, I really liked the fifth one, which was perhaps most students, perhaps most importantly, assessment tools should be just as diverse as the students who take them. And I think as an educator, as a future educator, that is 
a great way to get students to be able to test better, to be able not to have better grades, just just to have better grades, but to actually be more engaged in the assignment, more engaged in the curriculum at hand so that they are better equipped, so that they are better prepared. And going off of that from Joe Fieldman, grading for equality, that's where I just want to, so um, talked about the principal Mallory, but Mallory was talking about Maria, who was a shy student, right, from 7th to 8th grade, and in her previous, she received a B in math. And then, the, and then that following year, she was barely passing with a D, and she came to the principal that the article is about Mallory and she Maria came crying and was just, you know, saying how she was barely passing the grade and that she felt frustrated and that she felt like was the B that she got the previous year a complete lie and just going through that motion, you know, and then when Mallory did the more digging deep, it was, Maria just had a bunch of things that she had to do. She wasn't able to turn things in on time via she the teacher was grading just on late work alone. And so she was receiving those lower uh, scores because of late work, which I really don't like knocking down on late work if the student tells you ahead of time. But that just kind of that kind of goes to show um, I had a very similar thing. And for my associates, I took English 101. I passed with a C, right? And then I took English 102 right after I passed with an A minus. So did I somehow through one quarter just magically turn into this amazing English writer, English student that was able to just to put into words that I couldn't in English 101. And I would argue, no, just like Maria, just like Maria in Grading for Equality, the teacher, both of my teachers had completely two different, two different approaches, two different grading styles, and also two different teaching techniques. While my English 101 teacher basically just gave us the credentials, gave us the criteria, and did very little to actually help us learn, grow as writers. My English 102 professor, he was there every step of the way, and he broke down our English 102 paper, which was a 10 to 12 research paper. He broke it down in a way where we we were able to really focus on one point at a time, and then we brought it all together, and we revised it. And so just his way while their grading system was also very different absolutely the way he taught was also very different and our grades reflected his ability to take out our strengths to take out our strengths just like i talked about in miller's blog or miller's writing where perhaps most importantly assessment tools should be as diverse as the students who take them and that's where it kind of all collides and kind of molds into each other just like Maria she perhaps needed a different learning style and because that teacher was unable to give it to her the teacher the teacher therefore graded her in a way that just was based off of what the professor or the teacher thought but perhaps Maria just needed a different learning style also in um, grading for equality it talked it taught it mentions about how some teachers like pride themselves on not having not having a lot of um not having a lot of students pass their class 
because they grade so hard. And I remember I, uh, not so much in college, but in high school, that was really prevalent. I remember uh, very prevalent in my um in some of my classrooms where the teachers the first day I just remember being like the te- professor would the teacher would be like I am a really hard grader I just want you to know so if you fail that is completely and a hundred percent on you which I think is absolutely um the wrong absolutely a not okay way to first address a classroom on the first day but also as a professor to have to have that kind of mindset to have that oh if it's a bad grade it's on them because we as profess as future teachers we have to and uh, we have to think about our own biases and how do we grade and do we grade people of color or people in poverty different than those we those that we grade people with are you know white students with more privilege and more of an ability to have a better to have tutors after school tutors and to have parents sit with them and go step by step and from our last week's reading the silent um, dialogue power and pedagogy in education of others education i think it's extremely extremely important to realize us as teachers while we when we are grading how are our own biases playing into grading how are our own biases playing into the classroom which ultimately determines the grade of the student our own biases there to help promote help promote equality help to find the diversity in each student and therefore apply each student to that to their diversity or are we just grading them all based on the exact same level and so I think that's a really good as me as a future educator to just ponder on to think about to think about my own future classroom and how I will be grading and what will I take into consideration when grading what from my own experience grading is not necessarily is not necessarily a bad thing but also how much times did i realize in my own grade like receiving my own grades that it kind of hindered me it hindered me from being more productive than i could have been hindered me from more expressing my own self rather than just um you know going with what the teacher and so finishing off with fieldman wanna sorry my i hope i'm not rambling definitely my first podcast i will be getting better this is it's really interesting i really like this i've never experienced podcasting as a um, assignment which i really like and i will be taking this into my further classroom because i like the idea that students have different ways to express what they have learned because they will do the reading you know but they can express it differently it doesn't have to be just in a written form which for many students can be boring or dreadful or something they don't like but if they're able to get creative with it and so okay sorry that was me rambling so to finish off I just want to talk about, like I did, um, grading for equality. And so these are some of my questions, some of my questions that I still have, some of my questions I will be considering. Uh, What point do we, and something I will be asking in class, do we just get rid of all grading or do we do it in a different way that allows students to still feel accomplished and to not compare their grades to other students' grades? And because... 
grading is so intertwined into our society like on on one of the pages it talks about grading is so intertwined that it, grading is often used for college admissions scholarships opportunities future jobs it is so intertwined into all those how do we grade how do we not grade then if it is completely uh completely there in every aspect of our society and for the kids future so is it unfair then to say no grading and just to give them all passing when you are therefore not preparing them for the future and you're therefore kind of not preparing them for that ability to you know be like this is this grade does not define me but i know that in society that we live in this is what is expected of me just like in last week's reading the silent um the silent dialogue where it talks about this doesn't have to be your language but as a teacher i have to prepare you to go into the world and to be like well this is not mine but i still need to perform this way in order to get somewhere and i actually want to read the third to last paragraph from the silent dialogue for on page 297 and grading i think is very much so intertwined with a teacher's um, or me as a future teacher uh, their ability my ability to educate to teach my kids because for me and what i'm realizing is if a lot of my students are not getting the grades that you know i know they are capable of getting or that they're lagging it is on my part more than their own part and that i have to change something about my education and about and that's what the that's what the secret dialogue talks about and mentions and the silent sorry the silent dialogue from Britain by Lisa and I just want to end with this quote and this is something that I'm pondering something I'm thinking about in my future grading in my future classroom how I can listen to my students and how I can hear especially students of color and students in poverty and students of different ethnic backgrounds how I can hear them without forcing my authority without making them afraid of grading without being like I am the grader so I decide what I want to do and so I really like this quote I want to end on it before I uh finish the podcast so to do so takes very special kinds of kind of listening listening that requires not only open eyes and ears but open hearts and mind we do not really see through our eyes or hear through our ears but through our beliefs we put our beliefs on hold to put our beliefs on hold is to cease to exist as ourselves for a moment and that is not easy it is painful as well because it means turning yourself inside out giving up your own sense of who you are and being willing to see yourself in an unflattering light of another's angry gaze it is not easy but it is the the only way to learn what it might feel like to be someone else and the only way to start the dialogue and so i love this i actually post put it on my wall because as educators it is not our response it is not for us to expect our students to understand us and to kind of mold into what we want therefore we give them good grades based on how we want them to educate and how we want them to learn and the sort of assignments we want them to turn in as educators no it takes 
listening it takes hearing and to put yourself in the student's perspective to put yourself in their shoes and see how can i help them how can i help them grow what is their strengths what are their weaknesses and that involves that involves getting to know the students that involves getting to listen to them getting to hear them getting to understand them first and foremost before assessing how they could let better learn and how they how you can prepare them for the future and just to finish this off how from Miller confronting inequality diversity it's such a huge thing and just like i said on the fifth one perhaps most importantly assessment tools should be as diverse as the students who take them and that is just something i am assessing something a goal of mine as a future educator and reading these articles so far is just to really tackle my own identity to really tackle my own biases and to sit down with myself take and put myself inward out and realize why do i think this way why would my grading affect these students and how can i grade in a way that strengthens the students measures their measures their growth not their potent not what they are at that moment but their potential and so i'm excited for the classroom on Tuesday I'm excited to get to know other people's perspectives to learn a little bit more to understand more of what we can do and I'm excited for Amber and Alicia to do a little presentation or I mean to get the classroom involved in critically thinking about these forms because I have a lot of questions when it comes to do with grading I'm excited to talk to more of my peers about the case against zero. I thought that was an ex extremely interesting read. Even mathematically, I agree 100% about the D and F if it's in a 100% um, scale. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, this is Katie Kachenko for the MIT 502 class. And I'm excited to uh, for you guys to come back and hear more of my thoughts, for me to hear more of my thoughts. This was a great learning experience for me. So um, just want to say have a great day, you guys. Enjoy the sun while it lasts. 